it's time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. What are we all there now? we are. <laughs> Good oh, morning. Hello. You're in the shop with the auto guys. I'm Dan from Bellingham Automotive. You're with Kirk from Angler Automotive. Aloha. So, sounds like uh, Brian's been on all, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... Somebody's somebody uh, no longer is with us on our show, and then one of our other co-hosts who's been like, what in Hawaii or yeah, Kauai he or did something? go to Kauai. <laughs> Went to Kauai for a couple of days. <laughs> That's awesome. How was the weather over there anyway? Uh, it was nice. There was a little rainstorm, which I haven't been part of. I mean, I've I've seen it rain when I'm there, but this rain for. Two days, so really, yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, but it's like 75, 80 degrees, 80 rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> it was 80. <laughs> I remember, so. um, went over, um, back in 99, um, went over to uh, Maui with some friends, mm-hmm. and um, it was we left, it was like in I don't know if it was late February, early March, and when we left here, it was, um, you know, our weather. 35 degrees, there was a storm going, 35, 38, 40, blowing rain sideways, just a, you know, nighttime. Yes. <clears throat> Went up to Vancouver, jumped on an airplane, flew over there, got off the plane, 80 degrees. I had no idea what to expect, you know, and um, I'd never been any place like that. And one of the, anyway, about the rain, uh, one of the days we took a uh, took the road to Hana and... We got to some park, um, and we're walking along, and all of a sudden, these big clouds start showing up, right? (laughs) And um, it starts raining like crazy, and we're hiding. We're looking for a place under these funky-looking trees that look like they have pineapples growing in them. I don't know what these things were, (laughs) but we're all huddled underneath this tree because it's just torrential downpour. And then some of the drips of the raindrops were falling out of the tree onto us, and we realized, oh, they're warm. It's, <laughs> it's like warm. This is awesome. Next thing you know, we're out in the middle of the thing and just <laughs> splashing around. It was pretty awesome. Yes. Well, the one thing I did find is rental cars are still kind oh. of a mess when you get over there. <laughs> are a little spendy. Uh, I don't, well. What do you mean a my, mess? My wife takes care of those bills. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, but the the first one we got was one that they probably wouldn't have kept had they had inventory. It was an older Nissan that uh, I think the wheel bearing was out of it. It made all kinds of racket. The locks didn't work. So we brought it back and got a nicer one. But it, uh, yeah, it was surprising that car even went out. I've didn't never happen. had that issue. Didn't happen to be a an old Nissan Xterra, did it by chance? No, it's not not one of your old cars. No, no, Murano. You know this. I this is actually a car talk show. If hey, we're calls, talking cars. Six seven six KGMI. It's six seven six five four six four. Back in um, ninety nine, when we went there, um, we 
my friends wanted to rent a um, like a Lincoln Continental or something like that, and I'm like, no, let's get something cool, you know. So we ended up getting a um, basically a brand new Xterra, you know, and um, had like 600 miles on it, and we did a lot of crazy four wheeling with that thing. Yep, um, and I thought to myself after I, you know when we're on the way home. I would never buy a rental car. After what we did to that poor Nissan Xterra, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like we were trashing it no. on purpose, but you know, going through the boulder fields, getting high centered, and having the you have to see kids. the sights. You have yeah, to see. The you got to see the sights. <laughs> so that poor poor rig, you know, it was in pretty rough shape, and uh, they didn't charge us anything for it. But man, they were giving us some looks when we. Uh, Especially on the undercarriage and the the step side step bars were kind of binged up from where we high centered it and got some Hawaiian kids that were had big monster trucks to (laughs) tow us out where we were. But anyway, well, I guess all all this literature we brought. I know we've got a a ton of stuff. Um, A lot of it's kind of leftovers. Clean out the fridge and um, come up with some something good to eat and. um, Got some new stuff. Um, be a great day to call. Usually, when we've got a massive amount of stuff, paper, uh, we get lots of calls, and so we're kind of counting on you guys to give us a call, and uh, we can talk about your cars or Hawaii or rain or whatever you want to talk about. Um, you know, the other day I was um, I was flicking around and I saw a little headline that says. Uh, how much does it cost to replace the Ford F-150 Lightning's battery? I thought, hmm, that ought to be interesting. I remember back when the, you know, the Priuses and the Honda Civics came out. How, you know, we've been around doing this show for a long time. There's been a lot of changes. In you guys started in the it industry. early. Yeah. I came in Oh, late. yeah. Well, you've been there in, you know, spirit. I've been there in spirit. In the background. Yeah, you were probably background. putting all John's uh, stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> and he was getting all the credit for it. Nope, but, nope, yeah. he did But that. it's always a teamwork over there. It's, Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. That's right. Yeah. It's always teamwork. Yeah, it is. And John's a great guy. <laughs> so are you. Anyway, um, back in the day, um, you know, the Prius, the Civic came out, and, you know, hybrids, electric batteries. Well, batteries are electric most. Of, anyway, um and then I remember somewhere, what, 04, 05, 06, uh, Ford Escape came out with uh, their, uh, they had the hybrid set up. And mm-hmm. I remember hearing the, the batteries were $7,500 to replace them back in 05, 06, or whenever that was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I remember thinking, wow, that's a lot of money, a for, lot of money. <laughs> to put into a, a used car or your car that, You've had for you know hundred thousand miles. Um, well, the Ford and, and I, I think just real quick that I think the biggest thing when somebody's looking at a hybrid, like a used hybrid, that's what they're asking us: how much yeah. is the battery? Yeah. I mean, they're you know, well, not worried a, about the rest of the car; they're worried about the battery. That so is the question to ask. So you're bringing some evidence of what well, about the battery? It may or may not be evidence. I found it on the internet, so of it's course probably it's probably true. Yeah, it's probably true. It depends on how you want to look at it, I guess. Anyway, so the answer: uh, replacing the Ford 
F-150 Lightning battery can cost around, are you ready for this, 30000 bucks. $30,000. Your uh, 75 is left in the dust. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, you know, wages have increased and, you know, we're all a lot richer now than we were back in the mid-2000s. <laughs> At least before the economy tanked, yes, or during the economy tanked, maybe. Um, anyway, they uh, found, and this article's through Motor, excuse me, Motor Biscuit, <coughs> excuse me. Um, anyway, they talk about um, pickup truck talk. Shared that they found a local extended range battery with two hundred and three hundred and twenty miles of range for thirty five thousand nine hundred and sixty dollars. And a standard range battery with 230 miles of range for only, well, this isn't bad, 28,556. Oh, there's your savings. That's a good deal. However, you only get 230 miles of range on the test track. It's like not filling your tank all the way up. Well, well, (laughs) if if that's the biggest tank you got. Yeah. So, um, but don't worry because the batteries, uh, you know... They say the average Ford F-150 model, the batteries should last two to 250,000 miles, but some models bit the dust around 150, while others have surpassed 300,000 miles. So, um, yeah. Well, maybe you told me you were going to bring this article, so I brought up uh, another one that has the six. I, I brought up like six EV batteries, so we had some comparisons to that, so... But it uh, looks like we've got a caller. Maybe we'll take yeah, Glenn let's before totally, we move absolutely. on. Good morning, Glenn. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I have a, a, a 2004 Toyota pickup, mm-hmm. and I found that I could not uh, steer it very easily. There was a little puddle of oil on my deck. And I wondered, so I took it into the shop. They told me that the crank bolt had broken. They're going to have to replace the whole engine. Does this sound right? On the, you mean the crankshaft pulley bolt on the front of the motor? Must be, be, be yeah, crankshaft pulley bolt, yes. Well, you know, if, if the, um, how many miles are on that thing? Uh, 170, something. All right. V6 or a four-cylinder? Four. Um, when that bolt broke, did anything weird happen to the timing belt? Like, did it fly off or anything like that? No, no, no bolt, no. <laughs> All of the uh, uh, belts are tight. Okay. Well, I'm talking the timing belt underneath the yeah. timing cover. Oh, no, no. Um, oh. Was the truck running? Was it just making some noise? You went in no, there and it said, just, just no, wouldn't steer. Uh, when, right. I try, when, I, when I tried to drive the uh, pickup out of the uh, carport oh. and take a hard left, it, <laughs> it just wouldn't steer. Okay, and, all right. And probably your battery light came on and whatever else lights. Oh, everything else came on, yeah. yeah. But the engine was still running. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, you know, I mean, depending, like, let's say the crankshaft bolt broke and the harmonic balancer was just sitting there spinning on the end of the crankshaft. Um, it's highly probable that the uh, 
the end of the crankshaft where the pulley goes on has been hog worn down to the point where a new harmonic balancer slash pulley is not going to fit snugly onto the end of the crankshaft anymore. So, you know, I, I, you know, I'm obviously I'm not looking at the red and see if any other damage was going on, but you know, at least you're going to need to put a crankshaft in it, most likely. Well, yeah, but they they said that the uh, none of the belts were moving. Pardon? At all. None, none of the, the belts. belts were moving at all. The engine was running, and the belts were not moving. Right. Well, because the the pulley is just sitting sitting there on the front of the motor and the crankshaft spinning inside of the pulley. Yes. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, most likely you're going to have to put a, a crankshaft in it. I mean, that would be the proper way, new crankshaft, new harmonic balancer, new bolt. And, uh, you know, Rather they than a whole new engine? Well, it's not a whole new engine, but paying shop labor time to disassemble the engine down to the point where you can put a crankshaft in it, mm-hmm. you're pretty much going to be, you could buy a new motor probably for the cost. Oh, yeah. Right now they're looking for a uh, low low mileage. Yeah. And and that would be, honestly, years ago I had a friend of mine, some of the um, labor guys out there, the older guys, seasoned guys, may have known him, uh, B. Kelly, uh, had an old Chevy truck, and uh, his crankshaft bolt or whatever, the end of the crankshaft literally broke and sheared and uh, spun the uh, spun the pulley and all that, and uh, he didn't want to put a crank in it. He didn't want to put a motor in it, and so I um, managed to uh, get creative and uh, fix it up for him, and we're going to take a little break here, and I'll kind of explain how I fixed that up. It was a little bit unorthodox, but it actually worked. You're in the shop with the Auto Guys, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Dan from Burlington and Bellingham Automotive. We'll be right back. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Sir, are you okay? I uh, don't like to fly. (laughs) What are you worried about? I don't know. Engine trouble at 47,000 feet, maybe? Maybe had you taken the car in for regular service before it had engine trouble, we'd be driving the legendary Route 66 instead of flying over it. Could I get a couple aspirin? Have Bellingham Automotive schedule your bumper-to-bumper inspection and oil change before it's too late. Call the shop or visit bellinghamautomotive.com today. 
Are you looking for health insurance? Is 2023 the year you finally retire? Maybe you are unable to make a change to your plan during the annual enrollment period. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. Special enrollment periods may allow you to still make a change to your insurance plan for 2023. Whether you have questions about Medicare or individual health plans, the friendly agents at Vibrant USA can help. Give us a call, 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. I and a lot of other people would like to see Biden rot in hell. Oh, you okay. know what? He gave away our biggest bargaining chip. Each weekday at 4 p.m. You know, I kind of agree that if Griner was a white sheetrock hanger from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and I think it did the same thing, yeah, he'd probably still be there. That's just the way the world turns. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back to the shop. You're here with the Auto Guys. I'm Kirk from Angler Automotive and uh, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. And uh, before the break, uh, a gentleman named Glenn had called in as uh, crankshaft pulleys gone Gone loose. <laughs> gone loose or gone wild. Bolt. Gone wild. And um, anyway, so Birch Kelly, B. Kelly, uh, had a, uh, I was telling a story about an old friend of mine that had um, crankshaft broke on his Chevy small block V8. Anyway, so he didn't want to fix it right. And uh, this is just a truck. And uh, so I basically took the thing off i took the uh timing cover off you know i left the crankshaft there um where it had broken there's a on the there's a keyway that's in the top of the crankshaft that kind of holds the pulley from spinning around anyway the crank broke off on i'd say a third of the end of that thing just sheared off so i just jb welded the thing all together cleaned it up really good and put a bunch of jb weld on it and filed it out Carved it up, shaped it, machined it, home machining. Bought a new crankshaft pulley. Put a new time and chain gears on it while I was in there. Put the cover back on. Put the little JB weld on the inside of the crank pulley, on the end of the crankshaft, on the keyway, slid it all together, bolted it up. He drove that thing for years after that, mm-hmm. and uh, it worked out. So I've heard would, of I, it. would I do that for a customer in my shop now? No. Mm-hmm. Huh. Nope, thanks. Nope. <laughs> so, but um, like I say though, 170, 180,000 miles on the motor, um, you're going to need to pull the crankshaft out of that thing to do it right. Um, the amount of money that's going to be spent doing it right, um, you're going to be, I think, would be, you know, buy a reman motor or a be careful buying used motors. Um, 
but that one, would be probably be a better option. The one thing in a Toyota pickup, it's going to be hard to find a good used motor. Well, Here, true. Those, gonna, yeah. those are snatched up pretty early, so it's going to be high miles. Most a, likely. A little tough. Yeah. So whatever you do, just make sure that bolt gets uh, tightened to the proper spec with some uh, Loctite on it the next time. Chances are, I would I would guess that when the timing belt was done on that thing originally, the crankshaft pulley bolt was most likely not torqued to spec or it was over-torqued or no JV. It basically probably walked out a little bit. That pulley wobbled around a little bit. Nobody really noticed it, and then finally mm-hmm. it just came apart. So, Anyway, best of luck on that. So back to where we were before. We were talking about battery costs. You were talking about the Lightning, the Ford Lightning cost. Yeah. So I brought in an article that has uh, six costs of batteries. So we were talking about uh, how much, I guess you and I were talking before the show, about how much a car costs versus the price of their battery. Yes. So they this little list gives me a couple. I mean, some are pretty common. The Chevy Bolt is pretty common. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I looked up prices of each of these cars to kind of see where they start at. And, you know, anytime you look them up online, it's the cheapest price, so the starting price. Um, so the Chevy Bolt in 2022 was selling starting at about thirty one five, right? That's a good is deal. That's what I wrote. Thirty one five. That's what you wrote, so it must be true. But and it you looks, found this on the internet too, right? I did. Okay. I did. So that's yeah. So they do a split pack battery, so it has ten individual battery stacks in it, that's and they're true. looks like nine ninety one or nine ninety a piece. So that battery is about ten thousand bucks in oh. a. $31,000 car. Okay. Yeah. So a third, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. That's... And then the Ionic, the Hyundai Ionic, which I've seen one of these, um, looks like it's about 39950 new, 2022. So, so that's a beginning price. Obviously, all the options will raise that up. But right. uh, looks like their battery is about, uh, looked like... Seventeen eight forty five. Seventeen eight forty five. Yes, it's on the next page. <laughs> it, oh, because I was looking at uh, with half the range of the Bolt, the City EV is also no great bargain at the same twenty thousand of the Bolt, huh? What? Anyway, I don't know, but it shows on the back the cost is seventeen eight forty five. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, and I guess that that goes back to the question we're asked. Anytime somebody's looking at one of these, what what does my battery cost? And that's kind of what we're trying to give you the prices to, to see. Yeah. So you see know. if you can actually afford to get another battery. I mean, we've we've done a couple hybrid batteries. We do, you know, more of the Prius. We end up with the, the Honda, the Civic and Accord. But right. uh, I haven't. Personally, done any of these? I, I was surprised on the list. I haven't run into any of these. Well, yet. let's let's go into this a little more after our break. Yes, yeah, we'll shop with the auto guys. Give us a call six seven six KGMI. We'll be right back. 
Relive your favorites every day on Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. Kick off your workday with a 9 a.m. music marathon. Over an hour of commercial-free classics. Hit after hit from your favorite artists all day, every day. And the broadcast sponsor of the Bellingham Bells. Listen live online, 989kbay.com. Join the fun and be a part of Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. Massive layoffs hitting Google. CBS's Janet Shemlian tells us 12,000 employees are being shown the door. So many people in a similar position and severance packages vary widely. Here at Google, they've announced at least 16 weeks of severance pay and six months of health care. Hackers were able to access the personal data of 37 T-Mobile customers. CBS's Wendy Gillette. The company says the data breach was discovered January 5th and did not include passwords, PIN numbers, social security numbers, or bank account or credit card information. Elon Musk was on the witness stand yesterday. He's being sued over tweets from 2018. Our Steve Futterman reports. Musk told the court, just because I tweet something doesn't mean people believe it and will act accordingly. Investors in Tesla accused Musk of lying when he tweeted that he had lined up financing to take Tesla private. They claim because it never materialized, they lost billions. CBS News Brief, I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back to the shop. You're here with the Auto Guys. I'm Kirk from Hagler Automotive and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Uh, Give us a call, uh, 360-676-5464, and um, love to talk to you about your car. Fix it on the air. Yeah. We should do a <laughs> shout-out to uh, Brian, Dr. Dr. Johns. Johns, and then even though Steve doesn't want to do the show anymore, <laughs> hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. From the Panacea. <laughs> Hope you're having a good time. Sleeping probably right now. Not Steve. Be. Not Steve. No, I know. No, he's doing something. Something important. But yeah, the next one on this list was a was one that we don't see a lot of, but a BMW i3. Yeah. And you had started to talk about the value of the i3. So when you buy it. Well, just BMWs in general, the depreciation on the vehicle is, um, from what I understand, pretty steep mm-hmm. um, to begin with. So that car beginning price is forty four, four fifty up till up to forty seven six fifty, and there's probably higher than that. And the battery in that one runs twenty four four thirty two twenty four thousand bucks. Twenty four and a half. Twenty four and a half. And what do you think about depreciation on that car? Well, I would. I'm just. It's kind I of, don't know. I think the cost <laughs> of the battery is going to. Far exceed the value of the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. You know, Nissan Leaf's not bad though. Nope, pretty Nissan. inexpensive to buy up front. Twenty-seven and a half thousand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. could do a battery for under ten. Yeah, 
But they had a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. The batteries kind of started degrade. to go bad, yes. Yeah. Um, the other one is a Volkswagen Golf, e-Golf, which is uh, a $32,000 car up to about thirty nine, And that that battery was uh, 27000 Well, wow. <laughs> it's kind of surprising. I mean, I... I didn't look at the article carefully when I printed it, but it's like, wow. I mean, we, we talk about, uh, well, I mean, go to a boat. I mean, what's the, what's the expensive part of a boat? Replacing the engine. So if you need an outboard or an inboard, that's usually the value in a boat. And in these cars, it's well, obviously the trailer's half got the some value. value. Trailer's <laughs> got the value, you're right, yeah. But in these cars, it looks like about half the value, a third to half the value is the battery. Well, once the vehicle's, yeah. But any, here's any the thing that's miles. scary. Let's say you buy a, uh, well, here, let's beat up the Ford Mustang Mach-E while we're at it. We already got the, the so truck, got, so yeah, yeah, that car's much like it. Beat the car up a little bit, too. But even so, um, you're looking at uh, Ford lists the most expensive Mach-E battery at 25319 25, and the cheapest low-range battery at 17558 plus tax. And uh, they say that the cost to put the complete battery pack in is about 1200 bucks, And you can only do it in one piece, according to the people that wrote this article. Um, anyway, and the nice thing about the Mach-E is that uh, it just hit the market, so it'll be a long time before the Machs need battery replacements due to degradation. But uh, this far, it doesn't look cheap, as it says. No. But... They also put in this article the upside, and this is the part that makes me wonder, you know, you sign a contract with uh, somebody, you know, uh, especially a bank or a you know, loan for something, you know, other charges may apply. Well, when they say may apply, they can guarantee they're, they're going to apply. They will they apply. They will apply, <laughs> one way or another. And um, anyway, the upside of all this crazy battery price stuff um, it says, you know, though these numbers look bleak, the chance of batteries continually getting cheaper as the new technologies emerge is fairly high. And the real risk is the old batteries become obsolete, going out of production, no parts for the new, you know, the cars, like it did with the uh, early nickel metal hybrid um, EVs. And it could happen to lithium ion as. Um, but there should be a healthy supply of batteries for years to come. Also, the EV market hasn't quite happened yet, but as demand grows for EVs, reconditioned or aftermarket battery packs could be available in a few short years. Might, yeah. <laughs> Might happen. I mean, and this so, is, that's a scary thought. I mean, I'm looking at, a, in the shop right now, I've got a 2005 Chevy Workman. It's mm-hmm. a three-quarter ton I mean, there's millions of those. I mean, you work on them, I work on them, they're yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got uh, two brake lines that run off of the master cylinder. They run down to the ABS module. And because it's a van and it needs to make such a steep bend around the master cylinder, they use a flex steel line, right? So that it, it'll make the bend and it won't yeah, crack. Right. And so we have one that the two lines rub together. And Perfect. it went through one of those. And of the two lines... One is available. So the one with the hole that when you step on the brake and it sprays all over, 
That one's not available any longer. So what do, you, do you scrap this van for a part that's probably, I mean, even if you bought it factory, it's probably 100 bucks. I mean, it's right. not much there. Or do you bend one and well, hope that it doesn't flex enough to break because you can't get the flex line in it? Can you, you spiral of, it? Because yeah. it comes out of the master cylinder and makes a real tight bend down in the ABS module. Is that how that works? It makes a, it's weird. It makes a... It comes out of the master cylinder at a 90, runs towards the radiator, does mm-hmm. another 90 around the front of the master cylinder, okay, and then uses this flex line to drop down to the ABS module. Perfect. Well, yes. why and not? without the flex line, I mean, you've got to look at where that stuff's bolted. Once the ABS module, the body, you're yeah, going right. to get a shake out of it. That's why that flex line is there. Well, can't you just take like a, say, a three-foot section of brake line and... and take it out and loop it up and around the whole top of the motor and a gradual thing going into the ABS module and then support it from the hood with bungee cords? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there's a problem resolved no, right there. No, it's crazy, but, I mean, if you're you're looking at a vehicle you can't fix, a 2005 oh, because a part is not there, a stupid... think about a battery. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, looks like we need to take a break. Hey, give us a call, 676-KJMI. You're in the shop. A fine wine, your favorite jeans, a drop-top Chevy. So many things get better with age. Unfortunately, your furnace isn't one of them until now. With Barron's Payback Program, you can earn up to $1,500 in combined savings when you upgrade to a new high-efficiency furnace. The older the furnace, the more you'll save. And spoiler alert, two lucky customers will win air conditioning. That dinosaur in the garage has been keeping you toasty for decades. But as much as 40% or more of its energy could be wasted, yikes, that old furnace is costing you money. So call Barron and save up to $1,500 when you trade in your old model. Plus, two lucky customers will win free air conditioning, including the customer with the oldest furnace. Good things really do come to those who wait. But don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's payback program is going on now through February 28th. Barron. Your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. See BarronHeating.com for details. Are you looking for an auto shop that offers honest quality service? Hi, I'm Kirk, owner of Angler Automotive. At Angler Automotive, we strive to make sure that all of your automotive service needs are met. Angler Automotive provides the factory-recommended services that are required to maintain your vehicle's warranty. Angler Automotive, outstanding quality with honest, reliable service. Check us out online at anglerautomotive.com. A conservative take on issues important to Whatcom County and the Pacific Northwest. This sounds crazy that you're going to tell the schools you must do extra service for those kids with learning difficulties. But when it comes to especially gifted kids, we can't give them special classes because it doesn't include a sufficient percentage of kids of color? Yes, that's what's actually happening in Washington State. Lars Larson, noon to three each weekday on KGMI. Welcome back to the shop. You're here with the auto guys. I'm Kirk from Angler Automotive and uh, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. And uh, we still are we taking your calls at uh, 
Six seven six KGMI got a couple of people lined yeah, up. It looked like the phone started working. Hey, I <laughs> I wanted to I I just want to throw this out there. Um, my friend B Kelly Birch Kelly passed yeah. away um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, anyway, his mom or his um, daughter sent me a picture of me holding my youngest oldest son Dranum at eleven months old, and then Birch holding. Um, their second daughter, you know, babies, mm-hmm. you know, standing side by side out there, you know, at a wedding. And, uh, you know, I was doing okay until I saw that picture. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sitting in the truck uh, just crying here about a week ago. I'm yeah. getting kind of choked up now. Anyway, my uh, son, Kurgeon, came out to the truck and he was like, what's going on, Dad? And I showed him the picture, and uh, he said to me, and this is something I just, it was um, pretty cool. He said, um, don't frown because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah, it's good so, to remember. I just, um, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there for people that, um, you know, have experienced loss or something like that um, to look at the bright side of Doing Here's a little my, of that myself lately. Huh? Doing a little of that myself well, lately. you know, smile because it happened. Yep. So we got a couple calls on the line. Uh, I got Chad first. Good morning, Chad. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. There you, you go. Now I can. Yeah. Hey. What's happening? Oh, well, looking for a car for um, our son who turned 15 and um, was Looking at a Subaru Forester, um, 2009, I believe, and um, uh, it's listed that, you know, the engine's been uh, replaced, rebuilt, and um, water pump and the timing belt and the transmission's been serviced. It has 197,000 miles on it, and um, just kind of wondering, you know, I know that, so it says the transmission's been serviced, but, like, how are those transmissions like? I mean, with 197,000 miles, is that thing gonna explode in like 5,000 miles, or like, you know, or are there other things I should be looking for? Well, I'll go back to what uh, Steve used to always say. It's it it always and and we all know this. It it's how it was taken care of in that first 190,000 miles. I mean, if they service the transmission to sell it right at the end, and the thing's been you know, neglected all the way up, you're you're likely going to have some issues. Uh, that car is a pretty good car. They've got, I don't know, maybe you can share, Kirk, but mm-hmm. the head what? gasket issue in those cars. Well, uh, Chad, you said the motor had been completely rebuilt, or? Or did they do the heads? Yeah. Uh, completely uh, rebuilt, I believe. They, they have a picture of the whole engine taken out and... Um, they, they've got paperwork through Dewey Griffin on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you got as far as I'm concerned, I like to pull the engines out when I do the head gaskets on those things. Uh, but that is uh-huh. not that is not completely rebuilding the engine. It, it was. It's more than just the head gasket. Okay. It, it, it's listed off that everything's been done. Okay. So All right. and it's documented. Well, yeah, I think that's a great, great thing. Do you know how many miles are on the new engine? It did not say. It said it had 
just recently been done. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what does that mean, really? Like, was that at, you know, 100,000 miles, you know, mm-hmm. or like 150 or 190, you well, know? Right. So It'd be worth trying be to... It'd be worth trying to get the service record for that when they did it. What mileage? But, I mean, Forester is a popular car. It's a good car. Yeah. It's just, I mean, and you're getting one with a replacement engine. I mean, that's that's what we were just talking about with batteries. That's a third of the value of it. So, I mean, realistically, if the price is right and you, let's say you did have, give it to your kid and a couple years down the road, transmission goes out, you got a hard choice to make, but... I don't. I don't see that all that often. Uh huh. Uh huh. The car looks like it's been well taken care of. So you know, hopefully they would have service records about um, the transmission being serviced uh, regularly. So. Yeah. Well, but there's have, nothing. Have you found out where they have the vehicle maintained? Uh, not yet. We're going to go look at the vehicle tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, take a look through the maintenance records and just see. I mean, were they doing oil changes when they were due? Are they doing services when they're due? Um, it tells a lot about a car. I mean, yeah, the the better they were taken care of at the start, the longer they last. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, well, I appreciate your time, gentlemen. You got it. Thanks for the call. Yep, That'd be a, a cool kid or a car for a It's a good a car. Kid, I mean, we've know? got a couple. One of my employees drives one very mm-hmm. similar to it, and he did the same thing. Put in, uh, He put a low-mile used engine in one, but, I mean, it, it's holding up. Good. It, wow. uh, yeah. So, and that's what we just did for the veteran, too. We fixed up, uh, it was oh, a legacy, right. but, or it's yeah. back, but same car. I yeah. Mean, they're, More or less, yeah. They're solid. Yeah. That car should go, hopefully it's going to go, I don't know, quarter million miles that car turned out really nice. I was pretty I happy was, with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've got a couple calls still hanging there. We've got Glenn back on the phone. Good morning, Glenn. Are you there? Oh, we lost oh, Glenn. We lost Glenn. Oops, Do we still sorry. have Gretchen? Hello, Gretchen. Sorry, I keep hitting uh, the wrong buttons We're having here. Uh, technical difficulty. Jason, yeah, what's happening over there? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, sneeze screen that we have. That's right. <laughs> we can't throw notes. We're, well, we're using, Glenn or uh, Gretchen, if you want to call back, we've got some time left. And but, Glenn, uh, too, also. Glenn yeah. or Gretchen. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I was listening. I just didn't Anyway, yes, so we were, we were talking about some parts. I mean, I'm sure you're running into this too, the obsolete stuff. I mean, that that battery article kind of teed me off, oh. it, but it's are you, are you seeing that in your shop where stuff is? Okay. I mean, not in production. I mean, I've got I've got one that I'm going to actually finish sometime this weekend. Um, I did a clutch job on an old Dodge Neon, mm-hmm. like late '90s or whatever. And I decided that while I was doing it, I thought, oh, man, I better put a clutch cable because it was pretty tight. And I thought, yeah, I'll just deal with that, too. It's kind of why the clutch kind of wore out anyway. So I uh, I called up the Chrysler folks, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's obsolete, you know. And uh, so I found one online, ordered it up, um, not online, through the parts house, a Pioneer clutch cable. And I get it, and it's not a self-adjusting one, but it's a manual adjust. And I'm thinking, well, I kind of like that better anyway. So I'm trying to get the old cable out, and it is not coming out. So I cut the old cable, pulled it out, go to put the new one in, 
and it's like an inch and a half too short. <laughs> and so now I've got a car that you cannot get a clutch cable for. So I start doing all this research, cross-referencing part numbers and this and that, and it's almost like there's only one company making these cables and everybody else is putting their logo on them. Right. So I can't find a clutch cable for a car. Anyway, fortunately, after literally a couple hours of research, I find a Chrysler clutch cable someplace in Wisconsin or something yeah. at a dealer. So a couple of weeks later, three yeah. times more than I was going to spend <laughs> on it, the clutch cable showed up, and it's a Mopar cable. So Perfect. I'm really praying that it's going to be the right one. Perfect. Well, we got to take another quick break. You're in the shop with the auto guys. Imagine living in Linden, perched above the Nooksack River Valley with Mount Baker and the Cascade Mountains in the distance. Enjoy the peaceful surroundings of the mountains and nearby golf course. Make new friends and get involved in new activities. Enjoy fabulous home-cooked meals and spacious apartments designed with your needs in mind. Enjoy your independence. Visit Linden Manor today on Aaron Drive in Linden next to Bender Ballfields or at lindenmanor.com. Call Janet to arrange your personal tour and see why the residents love Linden Manor. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are, and if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the shop. You're here with the Auto Guys. I'm Kirk from Angler Automotive and Dan from Bellingham Burlington Automotive. Man, looks like we've got Bill on the line. Yeah, let's see how this works. Hey, Come Bill. on, Jason, don't let us Come down. On. Thank you. There oh, you awesome. are, Bill. Yay. You made it. You're our first contestant. So I don't have all the road noise. <laughs> um, I uh, have a 2014 Subaru uh, um, with one of those uh, CVT transmissions. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the cold weather, uh, it's got 81,000 miles on it. Um, during the cold weather, when I'd start off, the engine would kind of rev up to like 2,500 RPMs, and uh, I'm a little concerned that I may have a service issue with the fluid or something. Um, is that uh, is that something? Uh, I, I am worried about it, so I, when I have a little extra money, I'm going to go to probably to the dealer and get the fluid changed. Is that uh, what you would recommend? Or is... Go ahead, Hello? Kirk. Go ahead, Kirk. Well, I would say that... Um, Personally, what I do when I get something that is got fluid in it and it's not working as it should, um, I always try servicing it before I condemn it. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not going to change the transmission. I have no, no intention no. of that. Mm-hmm. So I guess the transmission. I, I agree the with transmission your is, idea. Yeah, the transmission's fine when it's warmed up. It's just when it was cold, and I'm thinking that maybe it's thick, that fluid's thickened up, or if it's or um, maybe it's got the filter that's 
getting plugged up. If it's got a filter in it, I don't even know that. <laughs> so you're you're so, saying though, when you start it up when it's cold, that the engine's going up to twenty five hundred. Well, when you put it in gear and you start off, it'll rev as high as twenty five hundred when it's cold. Well, I would uh, not do that at all until you got it. At least get it checked out and service the the fluid or something like that. Well, because... yeah, that worries me as well. But yeah, I appreciate it. Also, um, this thing like eighty one thousand miles. I got it from my mother. It's another Forester. Um, uh, it seems to burn oil uh, when I start when it's you know before the uh, thing is up to temperature. It seems to, to burn a bit of oil, blows the exhaust, you know, smoke out the back. And is it? Uh, my mother used to drive down to uh, Arizona, and in the long stretches between towns, she'd take it up to like 90 sometimes. I kind of think that might have damaged the rings. <laughs> the little old ladies aren't always good on cars either. <laughs> but um, does that sound like a possible uh, problem with that, or is that something that's common to all uh, Subaru uh, 2.5s? Well, they have a tendency, you know, with the flat engine like that, they do have a little more tendency of burning oil. Um, you know, I wonder if the thing, when she wasn't going 90, did it sit around and not be driven for a while or just put around? Town? No, it was like on a, it was like on a wrong, long trip down to Arizona from here. <laughs> right. She'd, uh, the, the long stretches, she'd be driving it for several Right, several days. Like <clears throat> but that. when she so, wasn't on the freeway, you know, when she got to her destination, whether it be staying up here or staying down there, would the car sit for weeks or months at a time? No, no, uh, no. It was used a lot, and the used. oil was changed regularly. And I'm using that as zero, whatever it is, zero thirty or zero zero thirty or something in it now. Mm -hmm. With that, is that what they call for on that engine? Well, I, whatever they call for, I put okay. in. I, I couldn't. It's been a while since I probably need to change oil again. But um, yeah, that's. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's just a got a really light oil. oil in it. Is that maybe part of the reason why it's? Oh, it might be. But you know, the thing is, though, is you don't want to go thickening up on the oil on those things to try to right. reduce the consumption because the bearing tolerances are pretty tight, and that thicker oil has a hard time getting in there where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, appreciate it very much. Thank you, you gentlemen. It. Have a great day. Thanks, Bill. You too. Bye-bye. That is not what I thought I'd hear. <laughs> Usually when you hear my mom drives it, it's 25, not 90. I know. I know, 90. <laughs> well, you have anything? Yeah, I um, hope my mother's listening and she's not out driving at 90. Well, just make sure you've got your seatbelt on yeah. <laughs> and the horn blaring and the flasher's gone. So you have anything to... Oh, we were talking about discontinued parts. I, I've run into oh, quite yeah. a few lately. I mean, I've got an old uh, Toyota that's in the shop right now. And, I mean, get this. It's a mechanical fuel pump. Oh, wow. <laughs> Remember those? <laughs> is it a rebuildable mechanical fuel pump? It's not rebuildable. Oh. So the pump is available still. But once you take it off, there's that plastic spacer. Mm. And guess what's not available now? It's you know the what? broken plastic spacer. You, should, you guys should come down and I'll dig through my rat hole pile of stuff because I used to collect those off of the Toyotas when I would scrap one. I'd pull those off. Yeah. They're, because they've been hard to find off and on for 25 years. I ordered one. It's supposed to be here in 10 days. Okay. But well, uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll run down and see if we can shorten that. We'll see that. if we can uh, 
find it and I'll put a new one in the stash there. So, hey, everyone, thanks for uh, joining us today and uh, have a great weekend. We've been in the shop with the auto guys. I'm Kirk from Angler Automotive, Dan from Bellingham Burlington Automotive. Have a fantastic weekend.